Hi, this is Jason Sohail Ascari. And this is Anna Ascari. I grew up and studied about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles all my life. And I never got the chance to watch any of the original series. The both of us were going to watch all 193 episodes of the original series. And give you a perspective from an expert. And a new viewer. This is what we call a Tata Recall. Alrighty, and welcome to episode 106 of Turtle Recall. I'm your host, Jason Sohail, and join with me as always is my ever so lovely and totally ready to talk about powerful women uh, with our special guest wife, Anna. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> who's the who's special guest? Who's our special guest? We have Kevin Eastman coming on in just, just very shortly. Oh, nice. Yes, yes, yes. It's going to be really fun. This week we are talking about the episode Farewell Lotus Blossom. Uh, so, uh, we will get into the episode, we'll get into news, but first, we gotta, we gotta get our guest on. Alright, uh, let's go ahead and bring out Kevin Eastman. Yay! Uh, Kevin Eastman, thank you so much for, uh, coming back here. Uh, it's such a pleasure to have you. Absolute pleasure to be here with you guys. I hope you guys are doing great. Family safe, everybody's healthy and happy, and we're looking forward to... Getting back out there in the conventions next year, yes. yeah, yes, 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 yes. We are so looking forward to going back to conventions right now. You can wait. You can wait. Be safe. Wait. We're gonna, you know, we'll we'll, we'll see you one of these days. No right. Exactly. Uh, so this week in our podcast, we're talking about the episode uh, "Farewell Lotus Blossom." And my first question uh, to you is actually, how much do you know of uh, Lotus Blossom? You know, not, you know, it's been, um, you know, it's funny that um, I'm lucky that I've got some awesome TMNT fans like yourself and Turtle Super Fan and stuff that remind me of certain episodes. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, I, was, I was talking to, to Peter about this recently, and it's just one of those things that we, you know, just the original episodes, there was about 290 of them, 288, I think, almost 300 episodes. And it was like, do you remember that one? Or was it that one? Or was it that one? So, yeah, so... The, Bit of memory fog on some of those stuff, but um, you know, uh, when I, I, and that's been always fun to, uh, you know, watch them again and be reacquainted with such those some of those classic episodes. Right. Um. But uh. Uh. So. So you're having a memory fog of that actual character Lotus Blossom, correct? You, yes, that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Um. So because. This has been a big question from all of our uh, listeners when we talked about the first episode she was in. They wanted to know if Karai was actually based off of Lotus Blossom because in the cartoon, Lotus Blossom was their female ninja. And she also had like this relationship with Leonardo. And the, 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 uh, the actual like characteristics were so similar between each other. No, that's a, that's a, that's a great point because it is, what's interesting is... Um... You know that uh, um, so many of those, although they're kind of unique in individual Toro universes, there was still quite a bit of crossover. When you think of like, um, you know, what, what we did in Cry, hey, with Cry at the City at War, how she changed and evolved from multiple series, not only right up until the the most recent IDW series or the 2012 uh, Nickelodeon series. Um, but that's what I like is that um, there have been the possibility and the inspiration to reinvent some of these characters and, 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 you know, taking that to heart with not only what Tom and I did with uh, the, the Nickelodeon, um, the IDW comic series is that picking certain characters and sort of, you know, tweaking them a little bit, reinventing them a little bit. 
still trying to sort of keep that in place. And that's what I think was also done really wonderfully in the 2012 to 2017 Nickelodeon series was uh, they really picked, you know, characters and, and brought them back and then tweaked them. I think, you know, Cry in that series was great. But, yeah, we, we all sort of feed off each other. Right. <laughs> um, and because, you know, both you and the Fred Wolf cartoon both had a female ninja, like, I'm guessing, like, so I just, we're, we're just wondering, how important was it for you guys, like, you guys needed to have, like, a female ninja in the, in the comic book series? Always. We, you know, because we're, you know, both Peter and I have always been super strong fans of, like, just strong female characters in general, you know, whether we, we love our, our um, Lieutenant Ripley's or our Sarah O'Neill's or, or so many, you know, I mean, look, you know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, <laughs> you know, um, so I feel like, you know, uh, having a, a level playing field, an appropriate level playing field, has always been important. It's not a um, so I, I feel like uh, um, you know when we evolved into um, say Venus as a character right. with the next mutation, it was the first attempt at a, at a at a girl turtle, female turtle, which I loved, but it didn't resonate that well with the fans. But now we've had that opportunity to try again with um, Jenica in the mm-hmm. W series, and that works the way we had hoped it worked it's been really wonderfully embraced and stuff but um but yeah we we love that that's it's, it's a very important part of you know i grew up with three sisters so i, I got used to get beat up by girls all the time <laughs> <laughs> so kevin uh, my question is like how challenging uh it's uh for you to create those like uh female characters is it like harder than the other characters or how challenging it was for you well, it wasn't that, you know, and I say it's not that challenging because it's sort of, you know, certainly going back to attention, having um, uh, my uh, my sisters were as tough as any of the other boys in the neighborhood or tougher as the other girls. So it's sort of like, you know, our respect for, um, uh, and, you know, we, we grew up in a very old-fashioned family, which is, you know, a lot about respect and understanding and, and those things. So when you put a... Um, um, an idea or a, a face on a hero, male or female, the, the characteristics is still the same. It's like internal respect and, and wanting to do good. And, and Farsa was always um, um, the underdog kind of characteristic. Like, I love that. Um, you know, I mentioned, like, Sarah Connor, for example. She's, you know, Terminator started, she's a waitress. In a in a in a in a in a, in a, in a place, and then goes on to save the entire world, and that's what I love about that is like you know from you know just even have those heroic qualities, and that's what I think is the most important. Oh, cool! And uh, like, were you surprised when you saw that you have like uh, so many like girl fans? Sorry, all my questions are girly. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Lotus Blossom. Awesome. We want to make everything girly. <laughs> So, uh, were you like yeah. surprised to have uh, like uh, so many like girl fans for their comic characters? Oh no, it's just it's just funny when you're telling us. As I, <laughs> you know, I thought about um, you know, sometimes we go to conventions and, and a, 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 a young lady would come up to the table and she'd be like, "I love the turtles and, and all this stuff," but he said, "All my brothers or my cousins or whatever who are boys all play the turtles and they wanted me to play April." And it's like I didn't want to play April. <laughs> the turtles. <laughs> I, I got totally distracted by it, but I love that it's like you know um, that's my favorite part of the turtles is that you know you doesn't matter 
who you are, you can you can pick your favorite turtle and and and, and follow uh, that that personality, and that's that's lovely. <laughs> I want to go because um, you mentioned about both uh, Venus and Jenica, and um, I actually want to know uh, what your theory is because. You know, back in the 90s, Venus didn't work. But, like, now that we're, like, you know, in the 2010s, now 2020s, uh, Jenica is a really fan-favorite character. What do you think happened between those, that the, that 20 years? Well, I think it's a, it's a little bit of, um, I think people, you know, grew up a bit more. The times have changed, and it's a different uh, sort of attitude. But I also think that, like, the difference was... When we launched a new series in, in 2010, the next mutation in, in the, in the um, 2010, I think it was yeah earlier. Um, but it was like it was sort of like here's a new version of the turtles, and we have a girl turtle. We sort of almost forced it on uh-huh. people and said, "Here's a completely new, different vision. Here's a they their costumes were different, the right. stuff and the storyline were different, and we had we had this female turtle, which there were so many things about that show that I love, I liked." Um, yeah, I think it was, what did it come out, 1997, I think. Was, was uh, I believe it was 97, uh, 98. Yeah, but they didn't release it on video forever. Right. Like you said, around 2000. Um, but with Venus, what was unique was um, uh, Tom created the character, Tom Walls created the character called Jenica, named Jenica, um, obviously, in, uh, and, and she was a, a female assassin that was introduced in Turtles, 1, uh, Turtles 51, and we'd only intended to have her for a couple of episodes, mm-hmm. and, and then, you know, but we really fell in love with her as a character, and the fans did as well, so we slowly added her more and more into the Turtles universe and the Turtles family, so as, you know, another year went by, another year and a half went by, we said, you know, if we had an opportunity to introduce a girl turtle, um, having Jenica through blood transfers and transform into this character, a character that fans already loved it was the perfect storm so that really made um, uh, total sense was to, to, to have Jenica transform into that turtle and we're so glad it was received it well as it has because I, I just I adore her I think she's just fantastic as a character right and uh, who is your favorite uh, female comic book character well you know I go back to so many um, you know certainly um, um, Mary Jane and Peter Parker and things like that some of the early ones that I read um, that I love but also um I was a huge, huge, huge fan of uh, Daredevil, and so Elektra, um, Elektra oh. Samson was one of the characters that was, I just, you know, fell in love with her right away. She was, she was the perfect sort of, you know, she was one of those, like, you know, she just went head-to-head with Matt Murdock and right. just everything around her. She, she was as deadly or deadlier than, than, than he was, but... Like a, a thing, so I would go to Electra as one of my one of my top faves. And and that's why Raphael has a size, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's so, so, yeah, so true. One uh, last thing, uh, just a, uh, one last question for you. Uh, so season four of the show, this is when CBS picked it up, and so it went from syndicated to uh, to a big uh, corporation network, one of the big four. Uh, did that change? anything like internally or was it still business as usual it was still business as usual um it was uh, the you know for example the the budgets for producing this show was basically the same um you know there was uh, uh the same teams were kept in place certainly the the amazing voice talent you know from mm-hmm. you know the original you know from, from raw paulson to Barry right. to cam and uh, towns Coleman and stuff which which we loved and um, so it really didn't change that much. Um, like I said, there wasn't a lot more money. There wasn't anything. So we just had 
to, to, to keep the pressure on where we want to just tell the best stories we can with the abilities that we had. And, and you know, as you remember, um, you you know, as a that was still when they hand painted all those cells. Right. Somewhere between 100,000 and 110,000 hand painted cells with hand painted backgrounds to wow. make those episodes. And it was just a, a tremendous amount of work. And um, um, so, yeah, it was just sort of quality up, story quality up, everything. We try to keep it as um, steady Eddie as we could. That's awesome. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, for your time, a lot of great information. Yeah. We know we throw you a lot of curveballs uh, this time. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, it's, it's funny because it's like um, it's, you know, I've been watching some of the early episodes just for fun because it's yeah. like, uh, you know, when, when I work, it's like you know, sometimes you put something on in the background and you just want it's it's I call it like comfort food. Right. And so you put like animated stuff on and you watch and you can hear it and you go like, oh, I remember that. So, you know, um, so I've been rewatching some of the early episodes and it's and it's, it's so much fun. But it's like, uh, yeah, after all these years and my 60 year old brain doesn't uh, remember things as much as it used to. So uh, <laughs> uh, no, I enjoyed it. I enjoy chatting with you guys very much. Oh, we, we enjoy it so much. Oh, we can't wait for the next time we get to talk to you. <laughs> I look forward to it. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day and uh, we'll see you. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Alright guys, are you ready for the news? I'm so ready. Let's do this. This literally just got announced today uh, and that the loyal subjects uh, are have released GameStop exclusives of the uh, 16-bit arcade uh, turtles. So uh, basically this is the the BST AXN uh, line, uh, the same molds uh, that we've seen, uh, like you know, for the past what year, two years? I don't know. I can't remember how long this line has gone now. Well, it's only been a year. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. This is like another variation uh, that we have. Uh, but if you wanted them uh, video game uh, decode, you got them uh, video game decode. And I kind of like the. I personally think that the paint job is better than the arcade, uh, the NECA arcade ones. Uh, I agree with you. Yeah. Like these create more of a 16 bit look. Right. Um, I think the problem is that they're the same sculpts as like they've been using for the past year, which are heavily based on stage figures figure, which are already fantastic figures. And these are very much budget versions of the, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, these, I think we talked about it before when, like, that shadow. Uh, right. Heck, that's also exclusive to GameStop? No, that one's exclusive to Walmart. Oh, but you can pre order it on uh, GameStop. You can? Yep. Oh, oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. The shadow ones were. I'm sorry. The shadow ones were. They were actually uh, uh, SDC Honestly, exclusives. Yeah. Yeah, and then they pr like probably like whatever excess ones they they give it to GameStop because I've I've seen that a lot. Uh, yeah, the it was the Shadow Shredder. The Shadow Shredder was exclusive to Walmart. Uh, that that that's what. But yeah, it is. the um, but yeah, the these are I like them, you know. And I've been everybody's been giving me heat today about it. Man, but. people shouldn't be giving <laughs> you heat. People should not be giving you heat for stuff the stuff you like. I mean, you know. Um, yeah, like we all well, like we all like Ninja Turtles. Yeah. First is first. We all like Ninja Turtles. We all like toys. There's no reason to be like, oh man, you suck for like liking this version. Yeah, and it's like figures appeal to people who remember turtles. Like that's really the most important thing. Like, right. Some dude's gonna pick this up and be like, oh, I remember this. I remember the arcade game for my NES. 
He's right. gonna pick it up and then he's gonna go buy the Cowabunga collection and play it with his kid. Exactly. That's that, the memory that we want to create. That's the memory we definitely want to create. And I can actually tell you, as having a son who's like now old enough to uh, play with uh, uh, games with controllers, like, you know, playing the Cowabunga collection with him is really fun. Uh, like, we did uh, uh, not, not the arcade, we did the Super Nintendo version of like Turtles in Time. And he was really enjoying it, even though. Even though, like, he kept seeing Cowabung or not, not no shell shock, and he would just laugh as like he sees the turtle on the ground, and I'm like, yep, as long as you're having fun, kid, that's that's all that matters. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, uh, as as Mike said, like they they're just uh, decoed with the uh, the pixel paint, um, and there's really that, that's really like the only difference that like they come with the same accessories. Uh, so, I mean, uh, the way I feel about these uh, uh, BST uh, AXN figures is that, uh, like, I don't need like every paint job on it. I have I have like the black and white ones with the battle damage, just because I thought that was a cool like design, uh, and like so I'm just content with that one. Uh, but I do like the packaging on this one a lot and uh like you know if they ever go on sale or if, uh or clearance because uh, it is gamestop and gamestop is like if something doesn't sell within like three months they'll go and put it like for five bucks um but uh if, if that happens i'll probably well, the regular ones up. are currently on sale for oh wow uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, when I was uh, games up getting there twenty five percent. Yeah, because uh, actually I saw that when I was like getting these pictures because uh, I got it straight from the GameStop uh, website. Uh, yeah. Uh, so so yeah, like more likely these will hit sale uh, um, at some point, and I'll probably get them just for the box art because I actually really like the box art on this, and that I think that's something that Loyal Subjects is really good at with these figures is like making like with these cool like uh, box art. Uh, kind of stuff. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, and uh, but yeah, uh, you know, uh, they're out there. Basically, if, like at this point, if you like, if you're interested in the loyal subjects line, you have many options to pick for the same mold. Uh, and you know, they're like, you know, if you want to get all the molds, uh, go at it. If or all the paint jobs, you go at it. Or if you just you find like that one, you're like, oh, I have to have this one, whether it be the shadows or the uh, 16-bit. Apparently, they're also making 8-bit um, in, in the future. Uh, you know, go for it. I would love to see our ones uh, decoed like their stomachs and chests would be painted in their color. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, of course. We got, oh, oh, oh. We like, I would love to see that. Oh, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I, would lo- I would love to see that. And, like, you know, th- they also have to put the logo, like, each each logo has to have their color on there too, just because the NES is uh, limits on yep. the yeah. Oh gosh. Um. Uh, so I still have not with the Cowboy Collection. I still have not beat the original game yet because I ref- I'm like I'm trying to do it without doing save states and uh and rewind function. But like I'm already like at I'm already able to get to level three without losing a turtle so i'm proud of myself with that what's up next so yeah so next uh we're going to be talking about uh, we actually talked about this on mike's show like so if you want to hear mike and i go into more detail about it definitely check out his podcast uh but uh we're going to be talking about 
the Ninja Turtles cross Power Rangers uh, uh, Funko Pop uh, figures. Because at San Diego Comic-Con, they did Leo and Donnie. And now we have Mikey and Raph. And this is going to be a New York Comic-Con exclusive. Yeah, so we briefly talked about these um, on our show. But uh, it, it, it's kind of interesting that they're limiting these to only uh, exclusive. Um, so, like for the unhelmeted versions. Right. Which, I mean, makes sense. Um, I, and we kind of expect that maybe they'll do uh, the helmeted versions as like regular pops. Right. I don't know how pops work. I don't collect. I don't collect them enough to be in that world. Yes. Um, I, yeah. I don't collect them enough to be in that world either. Uh, because like, I can't imagine that ne- either Hasbro or play or Playmates is like, oh no, you can't sell these. Um, because this is going to compete with our market because they don't do vinyl figures. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Like, I, like yeah. So I'm just wondering, like, because I mean. It w- honestly, it would stink if like these, uh, if like just generally th- this crossover uh, thing is only limited to the actual uh, conventions. But I-, I just imagine like the helmets, as you said, I, I imagine the helmets are, are going to come uh, just regularly somewhere down the line. And like they also haven't done April either. They've only done the four turtles right. and They've- Shredder. Yeah, yeah, they only done the four turtles and they done Shredder. They haven't done uh, April yet, and I mean to be honest, like out of like everyone from the line, probably like April's like the least desirable, um, just only because the only difference with her costume was that she doesn't have have a skirt, um, and also, also like comic comic book April doesn't look a lot like the uh, the actual cartoon April too. Yeah, like the Hasbro figure leaves. Yeah. No, I, 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 def- I definitely. But these are pops, so those are totally different. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, no, no, you're, you're, you're definitely right about that. Um, but I, I imagine after the convention, to be honest, like I can, I don't know why I can see like uh, one of those like, you know how like a uh, Target and during the holidays they have like that like month of pops like thing or something like that or another like uh, collector convention kind of thing. Um, uh, maybe. Yeah. I, I can see like maybe like a because last year we that's like when we got like those uh those graffiti turtles that I still think are like the nightmare fuel um but uh like I can see them maybe 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 this year they'll do the turtles with the uh with the helmets with the Pounder helmets and like even maybe even April like even though <laughs> April with a Pounder helmet is not gonna look like april i can actually you know what now i'm thinking about it i it'd probably be better for april to be unmasked because how are you gonna tell that's april and not kimberly or cat yeah yeah uh yeah uh but uh they should be there they're gonna be a two-pack um uh you know uh i know anna anna's been liking these oh uh, she 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 told me if i could track them down to get it for her um uh so if I find them, if I find a way to get them, like at, at a reasonable price, uh, I'll I'll do it just just for her. Uh, but if you guys like pop figures and you like the Ninja Turtles Cross Passenger comic, you know this is a perfect thing for you. Um, and like you know, and also I uh, just just note, um, uh, Mikey comes with his uh, saber tooth tiger nunchucks, and Raphael comes with his Tyrannosaurus uh, power sword uh, size. They are kind of. 
I'll admit they're they're not as bad as some of the other pop figures I've seen, and yeah. at least they have expressions, like you know, because that my my problem with like pop figures is like they have like the same dot eyes, and at least like this, at least these they actually are like you know they actually have like an action face or something like that, and like they're not like just staring straight at you, and you're like, are you gonna are you gonna like what are you gonna do to me <laughs> like kind of thing, but. Uh, speaking of, like, you know, if you remember a few weeks ago, we talked about those U2's, uh, vinyl figures, and, uh, well, uh, U2's has, uh, did another thing with Ninja Turtles that looks very similar to their vinyl figures, but these, but these are, uh, plush dolls, and they have, uh, five of them, which are the four turtles and Splinter, and, I guess this is U2's uh, design, but they have, like, the closed, like, happy eyes kind of thing. And, like, these are super cute. Yeah, the, these I don't are... Know if, I don't know if I'd spend $30 on each one of them. Uh, yeah, that's that, that was, like, uh, to be honest, that, that was my problem. When I when I showed these to Anna, like, Anna was like, oh, I really like these. I was like, I was like, I was like, honey, they are $30, and they're only 9 inches tall. I mean, granted, I've spent more on stupider things. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I, I spent. Plushies are kind of out, out of my wheelhouse. Uh, I mean, the, in this this household, we have a lot of plushies. I'll say that, uh, especially a lot more now that we have a child. Uh, like you know, like it's funny because yeah, when our child, when our son was first born, he was actually not a fan of dolls, and we we're like, what is wrong with you? But now, now he loves them. I think, I think we like covered his room enough with them. That he had to, he he it was either like he was like I have to force to like these, or else, or or they're going to be nightmare fuel for me for for the rest of my life. Well, I mean, there you go. Yeah, exactly. So that's what happened. Um, but I did I did tell Anna like even though like it's her least favorite character, but she thought it was the cutest. I I will be getting a splinter uh, for her. Like you know that that that'll be like her her like little. Uh, it hopefully I don't think it comes by Christmas. I think they're supposed to come out in in February, but it'll be like it'll be her nice little like surprise like after like you know after carrying a child for nine months. That'll be her like reward. Well, she has more rewards than than that, but the actual child is the reward. But like you know, at least she has like something uh, like cute to like you know uh, like you know that's not asking her for food every five minutes uh, to look forward to. All right. Yeah, and so uh, the last thing we're moving line right along tonight. Yeah, we are. We're just we're just we're just like going through. I mean, <laughs> professional professional news commentators. Exactly, exactly. Just giving them all the stuff they need. So the last thing we're going to be talking about is uh, it's an announcement that came out about uh, two weeks ago. I remember I touched about it in my uh, DragonCon panel. Because uh, it literally was announced like right before I was like making my stuff uh, ready for the panel, and that is that uh, Nickelodeon has announced that they are making a triple A Ninja Turtle game that'll be coming out in 2023. Uh, now the image you're seeing is not of the game. <laughs> no, the image you're seeing is actually from Battle Nexus of the 2003 uh, GameCube game. Which is amazing. It was also on a PlayStation and Xbox, uh, but that was actually one of my. Fa- that's one of my favorite uh, 2003 uh, video games. Which uh, you know, uh, Konami. I know you made the Kyle Bung collection. Next year is the uh, 2003 20th anniversary. 
It's a great time to do a It's Ninja Time collection. I don't know. The Eat Feet collection. Eat Feet. You know what? Eat Feet collection. Let's do that. that that's a better one. Because uh, I know none of your games, they actually say that line. Because that line doesn't come up until uh, fast forward. And then like it, sti- it sticks with the, the show. Uh, but yeah. Uh, as for the AAA uh, uh, video game, uh, we actually don't know much about it. The last console video game we got for Ninja Turtles was Mutant's Manhattan, uh, which uh, I liked that game a lot. I know a lot of people did not like that game. Uh, I love it a lot, too. My best friend and I uh, played it, and we still need to finish it. Oh, man. Do, do you have it on but PlayStation he, 4? He, uh, I do. So You know what? One we, day we got to play it online. Uh, I think, uh, yeah. So I think you, me, and him can get on it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, we yeah. just need a fourth, so if you have a PlayStation 4 out there, if you if you have a PlayStation 4 out there and you want to join on on uh, our Immune to Manhattan uh, action, uh, yeah, uh, I I enjoy that game, uh, and I'm I'm actually looking forward to this one. What I'm really looking forward to the post with this one is that not only they announced this game, they also said that Playmates will be making action figures out of figure like out of like the characters based off this game as well. So that's really exciting. Um, so we don't really know anything else about this game just yet. Right. Uh, it, we don't know if it's going to be based on an existing version of Turtles, if it's going to be new. Uh, it's all kind of up in the air. Uh, we talked about it on uh, Power Hour. Uh, I suggested maybe it might be tied in with the movie since it's got a 2023 release date. Jason was very adamant no. that it is not tied to that. I'm very adamant it's not tied to that at all because there's there's no way that there's no way like the producers of the movie and uh, producers of the game are going to be able to do this like, in in tandem with each other because like I mean we don't know when this when production on this started we don't know right. really anything uh, all we know is that it was announced uh, right. very recently yeah we don't right, know how right. long it's been in production we don't know who's what video game company is doing this AAA. Right, right, right. At, at the same time, like I mean, I know uh, Activision owns the license for uh, for Ninja Turtles video games, but we don't even know if it's even Activision. No, they lost it. Oh, they lost it. I didn't know that. Yeah, that was that was why um, that was why Mutants of Manhattan got pulled. Oh, no, I didn't know Mutants. Oh, I thought. Yeah, the only way the only way to play Mutants in Manhattan is if you have a physical copy. Now. Oh, I totally. They got pulled like eight months after it uh, came out. That's why I bought it physically. Oh, oh, I thought. I thought it got pulled because of um, uh, Platinum Games, because like they had to pull all the Platinum Games because Platinum Games uh, uh, they lost the license for. Oh no, they're they're just the developer. Right. Okay. okay. But Activision couldn't publish any more Nick games. Oh, okay. No, I, I I actually did not know that. Um. So oh wow, that's uh so that that's pretty interesting. So yeah. Uh. So now. I'm, so now I'm just really curious about who's going to be producing this and everything, and who's going, who's actually going to be uh, developing. Uh, yeah, on, so on that's this. going to be that's going to be the big big thing. Once hopefully right. we find that out soon. Yeah, uh, uh, 2023 is only a couple months. Away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2023 is not that far away. As I mentioned, like you know, uh, uh, you know, today we both had a Nintendo Direct and a uh, PlayStation State of Play. Neither of them mentioned anything about Ninja Turtles. I mean, I didn't expect any of them to, to be honest, uh, just because I imagine, like, once we get closer to a, uh, like, you know, a release window, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get something. Uh, 
I, me personally, I wouldn't be surprised if this is going to be like holiday 2023 or, or like maybe if it's as big as they ex are expecting it to be, it might even get pushed. Only reason I think they're going to have a tighter deadline is because of the action figure deal they're also doing with this because obviously with, you know, you don't want to help Shang-Chi situation where you, you have the action figures released and then like the, the, the sales bomb because there's no movie to go with it. Yeah, I think they may be able to do it easier, but... Yeah, but... Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, you know, uh, once we find out more information, we'll definitely uh, get... Uh, we'll uh, pass that along. Uh, but I'm, I'm actually really excited about this. This is like when, uh, uh, like when they announced. I was like, oh, that's really cool. Uh, and I'm just saying this right now. I'm really hoping it's multiplayer because... Uh, to me, on to be honestly with me, uh, the best way to play Ninja Turtles is multiplayer. That's what interests me the most with Shredder's Revenge. Uh, I have the, I have more memories with Shredder's Revenge playing with people than playing it by myself. Uh, so, you know, uh, and also this is my selfish want. Um, I'm hoping I'm hoping they can develop it where we can have multiplayer, but we can also have catch co-op because that was my complaint about Mutants of Manhattan was like, there was zero catch co-op with that yeah. game. Yeah. But and I did a three hour interview with, we had a good portion dedicated to that. Oh, nice. Uh, and couch co-op was definitely considered, but got cut at the last minute because of Activision and uh, Nickelodeon. Ah, uh, I, I can honestly, I can honestly see that. I, cause, Oh, um, I mean me personally, like I, I really thought like, cause it was, both released on PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4, I thought, like, oh, maybe PlayStation 4, we can have, like, a little more power and have, like, a split-screen kind of thing, kind of like how we did with uh, Out of the Shadows. But, uh, you know, I can, I can see now that... I can see now, like, you know, Activision and, Play and Nickelodeon were like, oh, no, we got to get this game out now. Uh, basically, they they wanted it to come out with the movie, Out of the Shadows. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, that makes sense. I, I, for I forgot that got... I forgot that got released like around that time. Yeah, it was like, oh gosh, I think it it was released a week or a week after or before the movie. Now, now I'm thinking about it. Uh, it was, I think it was before because it came it came with a tip movie ticket for the. Oh, movie. okay, yeah, you're right. And that was one of the reasons I specifically. Yes, yes, yes. No, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I remember uh, because uh, Nolan North was also at Momocon that year, and I think I, I brought my game to get him to to sign it. Um, and then he did sign it because he, he was Leonardo. All right. And just as a quick reminder, we do the news live every Tuesday night, 10 PM Eastern standard time. We love it when you guys uh, come in and give us your guys' opinion and it's all fun. All right, honey, you ready to talk about Lotus Blossom? Yes. All right, let's do this. This week we're talking about CBS season four, episode 11. Farewell Lotus Blossom. This originally aired on October 13th, 1990. This was written by David Wise and directed by Bill Wolf. Honey, you want to give us a summary? Yes. <laughs> so, in this episode, uh, we have uh, the main thing is that we have the Lotus Blossom come back, and um, uh, we have like two uh, uh, thieves that they stole like an uh, ancient. Um, Pot and <clears throat> there was like a uh, ghost, like a genie kind of thing that living was inside the um, inside the pot. 
and um, <coughs> Shredder tricked the Lotus Blossom to fight with the turtles and and um, and, and that that um, that ghost or genie or whatever it was <laughs> he, he thought that uh, uh, Lotus is his wife so <coughs> um, um, he thought it's, it's his wife and then uh, he changed the New York to, uh, to the, like a old um, Tokyo but uh, when I was watching I th at first I thought that it was her dream but uh, apparently it wasn't and then um, um, and then uh, later Leonardo, uh, uh, Leonardo and Lotus work together, and and Genie, uh, that Genie, <laughs> I like to call her Genie. Genie understood that it's, uh, Lotus is not his wife, and uh, then they fix everything. There you go. <laughs> I love the episodes that you watch. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> few things uh, before we get into the episode. Uh, one, uh, you know, on Amazon and Wikipedia and everywhere I keep uh, seeing this title, they put like a comma after the word farewell. But however, the episode itself does not put that comma in. Like, so I I don't, I, I'm really wondering where this comma like came from and why like everyone else put this comma in. Like, I have to check the DVD menu. I have a feeling. Oh, the comma the... after the farewell. Yeah, they put a comma after the farewell, but in, uh, the episode title doesn't have that comma. But here I'm uh, on my tablet. I'm seeing the comma after the farewell too. Right, right, but that's like, but yeah, because that's from like the episode. But if you look at the title of the episode, like at the very beginning, there's no comma. Uh, what does farewell means? Farewell means goodbye. Uh. Yeah, uh, so uh, also maybe this one was also like animated outside U.S. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, I, I'm I'm sure it was. Is that like I, I I'm just like I said. I'm just not sure where like everyone's like getting this comma and putting this comma in. Uh, like it's it's weird to me. Like everyone just feels like I mean, well, it's not weird because it sh there should be a comma for for like the English rules, but it's just like there is no comma. Like. In the actual episode title itself, like so, I I don't know where like people are getting this comma from. That that's that's where I just think it's like kind of weird. Um, uh, also, uh, you know, you know, honey, you, so this is the second and the final episode of Lotus Blossom. As a kid, I thought there was like more episodes of Lotus. I just don't know why. Um, I love Lotus. Yeah, no, Lotus is great. And do you remember like you know last time we talked about Lotus? Do you remember like? What I was like complaining about for the lotus. Yeah, for lotus. Um. Uh, no. So I was complaining that we never got an action figure of lotus. Oh yes, yes, I remember. Yeah, that. and guess what? Now we are getting an action figure from of lotus because of Neca. Oh really? Yeah, and you know who else we're getting an action figure of from this episode? Uh, the thieves. The Chakahachi. The uh, the ghost, or as Anna liked to call him in the summary, the genie, <laughs> who does not grant wishes in this episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just that uh, the Middle Eastern uh, Anna over here, uh, all all uh, all ghosts are are jinn, which are genies. <laughs> I mean, why a ghost has to be inside the pot? It was a genie. <laughs> because that was. That was like, you know, where his dead ashes were. That was that urn. 
But he doesn't have to be locked in it. Good. <laughs> well, the, his spirit was inside there. Uh, it was kind of genie. <laughs> it was a genie? It was. It was. Yeah. It was a disabled genie. <laughs> it was a disabled genie. <laughs> a disabled genie that can't grant wishes. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, uh, I mean... Honestly, this was a very memorable episode for me when I was young. I like because I really like Lotus, and I mean, I don't know. As, as a kid, I always like wanted like the turtles like to have like girlfriends and that kind of stuff. I just like so it was like it was cute that like you know Leo had like a lo a, a semi love interest, <laughs> like you know, like it was not like not really, but still you could see a little things in there. I remember, I don't know still people are, but I remember when it was 2012 series, people are like, like, uh, especially like younger generation. They're so much into like trying to pair the turtles with someone else and right. make, make up all these love stories and... Yes, 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 yes. That, I mean, I will say like fandom really, like if there's like, oh, there's a boy and there's a girl. They were like, we gotta put them together. <laughs> like, you know, heaven forbid if, like, that, if the writers of that show uh, find, like, a character that's outside from the main characters uh, for them to fall in love with. No, <laughs> they need to fall in love with each other. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's what the young, that's what the uh, young kids call shipping. They just like to put two guys like two two of those characters like together like you know uh, it's just something just the kids like to do <laughs> uh but yeah uh let's go ahead and start breaking this episode down we open up with the turtles coming off of a bus and they have the i don't know hiking hiking gear for their disguise and like and of course like where they're going they're going to a movie theater in hiking gear. Oh, they were going to a movie theater? Yes, yes, they're yes, they're going to a movie theater because they're gonna watch Gorgonzola versus the Slime Monster. So it's good to know that Gorgonzola is still making movies even after that whole uh, debacle with the big robot that happened like a few episodes ago with like, you know you remember with Roxanne and Bebop? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So But they're um their hat wasn't matching their uh, mask. No, no. It's, it, to be honest, it's always strange to me whenever they wear hats or clothes that don't match their headband color. Like, especially like because like Dantel was like was wearing red in like uh, I can't remember some of the other colors, but it like that's always like weird to me. It's like what like why why are you doing that? Are you just trying to are you trying to confuse the kids eyes like <laughs> yes it was very confusing right because all of them had the same colors but like mix mash right 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 because like okay so if all of them had red hats it would be understandable but all of them had like different color hats so if you're gonna have different color hats put them just put it the same headband color we've seen we've seen how the colors have been lazy like of like you know it's like oh it's the same color as like the headband and they just put it all at one Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, it, no, it, it was weird. Uh, even uh, Michael Atkins, he wrote, uh, they're, uh, they're disguised um, as they're going on a hike, uh, complete with bags and bedrolls to see a movie. <laughs> I'm also surprised. Yeah, he also writes that he's also surprised the color they didn't uh, 
color coordinate uh, some parts of the disguise. Um, yeah, and then like he also makes note that the 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 owner of the urn recognizes the turtles. So he wrote he because he wrote like okay I guess that's not that good of a disguise now is it? <laughs> and, that's true. Yeah, and like also what's also weird in this episode because like you know we we have like some episodes where the turtles can't be seen and then we have like uh, other episodes where oh it's okay they're they're allowed to like walk in the street and like you know and everyone like high fives them they're like oh hey it's the Ninja Turtles like you know um yes they never made it clear that y- yeah yeah but like. In this episode, at the beginning, they're disguised. They're, like, to go see a movie. But then, like, April's, like, news report, which is, like, the only time we see April in this episode, she actually calls them out and, like, like, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, you know, like, she actually tells, like, the whole world, and including Dimension X, that the, the turtles have, like, the earth. Like, so, which is it? Which is it, guys? Are they... Should they hide from the people, or should the news just, like, you know, blast out? Like, you know, like, uh, at the next point, like, April's gonna, like, tell them where exactly in the sewers that they live. I think the director and the producer never get, like, uh, (laughs) never could, uh, like, decide on the same thing. Right, no, I I, I definitely agree with you there. this issue. Yes. So, so, you know, before the Turtles can go in their movie, they witness a crime as... Uh, we have, like, two thieves uh, stealing this big uh, urn, or, like, a, I first wrote vase, but then they came out and said urn, and, you know, our urn is just basically a big vase that, like, contains, like, uh, like uh, a deceased person's, like, ashes, like, you know, kind of thing. Um, it looks like those fancy stuff that your mom has. Yes, it looks definitely like those fancy stuff that my mom has. But there's no ashes in it. There's no ashes in it, thank God. <laughs> yes, thank God. Exactly. Yeah, yeah there's, there, there's no ashes in there. Yeah, that, oh. those, uh, for your mom, is more like a decorative. Yeah, 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 yeah. For, for, I mean, a lot of people use it for, like, uh, decor, and, like, also, like, you know, a lot of, like, people use it as, like, a, the, even, like, these urns they use it as decor, they just, you know, like, for, like, remembrance or honoring, like, their, the, uh, like, you know, their loved ones or, like, you know, their past generation and that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. I, yeah. never, I never knew that. Yeah, like it, it, especially in the in the Asian culture, um, that's, uh, that's like where it's really strong. Now, I want to make note, what's actually really cool in the animation over here, when we see the bad guys, they actually, you see a point where they take the pearl off the urn and they don't like make a big deal about it. Like they don't like point it out. Because this is something that comes up later in the episode. I thought this was pretty cool. I actually really liked how like they kind of like they like you know they they take they take the pearl and they me- they mention about it, but they don't like point you at it or anything like that. And for a kids show, that's actually pretty neat because usually for kids shows they kind of like they have to like spell everything out for you. Yes. And I like I like the fact like this was just like a. Like, oh, if you didn't pay attention, like, you wouldn't know, and then, like, and but it comes up later. Yes, it's like they give them a clue, and they consider them smart enough to find the clue later. Right, right, exactly, yeah. Uh, so, the turtles, they... Uh, the, the thieves, they both had, like, masks, too. Yes, they have masks, and, like, I mean, I'll... I'll, I'll <laughs> 
it's funny because like because like you know when we get later to the thieves like you know we find out like about like the secret hideout hideout and everything and it's just it's funny how like it's ironic like how they do with the with the thieves and everything uh in this episode uh but yeah so the turtles they fight the thieves the 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 thieves have like the urn like on this fire escape while like the turtles are are, are fighting them and i actually really like the way that the thieves were try struggling to take the um what do you call it urn urn, urn yeah um to take the urn uh, up the stairs. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I I like that too. I mean, this this was a this was actually a very fun uh, sight, uh, fight sequence. Oh, Michelangelo's uh, turtle grapple is kind of a off color. Like I, I I think I think this is just one of those points. Like it's not his official weapon yet, and they're, they're not sure like what to do with Mikey with his weapon yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, they they, they fight. Uh, they like, you know, and then at one point, like, the, the bad guys are like, oh, hey, all right, let's just give the turtles, like, you know, it's like, okay, we, we just give them the urn, and, like, you know, there's, uh, they let go of it, and, and then it crushes on, like, Raphael, and, like, you know, like, they're like, oh, let's help you, Raphael, and blah, 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 and then, like, this is, like, when the, the owner comes out, and he does this, he gives the full title of the show, which my, I know Michael loves this, uh, like so, uh, he he does he does call them the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We now return to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, and the owner was like a uh, bald, uh, like a uh, Japanese guy. Yeah, the the owner was a bald like Japanese guy, and I'm gonna talk. I'm I'm gonna bring this up. Um, this episode with all this uh voice acting. This wouldn't happen in today's, like, thing. Like, in, like, if this, if this episode was made now, we would at least get, like, Asian Americans or someone who at least has some, at least, like, even, like, a 15th Asian descent in them to do some of these voices. It's just, like, at this time, like, you know, the Ninja Turtle cast was always, like, small and they didn't really, um cast they didn't like really like go out and like do more casting and that kind of stuff for this kind of stuff so we have this a lot of asian impersonators and uh like you know especially with our main cast some of them like sound authentic and then i mean some of them just sounds plain insulting uh to be honest uh like towards the end of the episode there was a uh, Cam Clark, uh, the voice of Leonardo, he does the, he does the voice of a, uh, of like a, uh, he, of a restaurant, like, waiter, uh, because, like, the restaurant turned from a fast food place to a sushi place, and, I mean, he does, like, pretty much, like, the, like, um, uh, I'm just gonna say it, the most racist kind of, like, Asian accent there was, mm-hmm. and, uh, the voice of April, uh, Renee Jacobs, also does the voice of Lotus, and I thought, okay, I thought, like, she does a good job of trying, of respecting, like, the accent, but, like, some of it sounds too cartoonish. In this episode? Yeah, in this episode. Uh. Like, what, what, oh, like, like, just, just Lotus's voice, like, oh, it, 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 it just, it just sounds, like, too exaggerated, 
Like it, it like it would have like been a lot better if we actually got some like you know someone with Asian descent um uh doing doing the voice like you know you said who was the voice actor? Uh, Renee Jacobs. She's also the voice of April. Oh, it's the same person. It's the same person, yeah. Mm. Yeah, even though April only has like one talking line, Renee Jacobs has like a lot of lines in this episode. Is she the one that we did an interview with? No, that was Veronica Taylor. Um, that was from the 2003 series. No, uh -huh. no, we have not had an opportunity to do uh, any uh, interviews with Renee Jacobs, but hopefully, hopefully in the future we can get her on the podcast. Yes, that would be great. Yeah, it, it would be, it would be great. But yeah, I just wanted to bring that up just like, you know... Uh, I, and we brought it up before, like, this is not the first time uh, Ninja Turtles do, does, like, these ex over-exaggerated Asian accents. And, unfortunately, this is not going to be the last time they do it, too. So, um, it, it, is just, it is one of those things, uh, I mean, you know, we are in the early 90s. At this point, it was still acceptable. It's just, like, now in the, 20, in the 2020s, this is not acceptable. And, like, th this wouldn't happen now. Yeah, I mean, anyway, like any other skills, uh, this is something that, uh, like, with time people learn. And, right. Uh, the same way that the animation right now is, like, way more, like, uh, advanced, voice acting is also, like, changed. Right, yes, yes. No, 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 you're, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right about that. And, yeah. Um, and also, like, we have a lot more talent that's doing, like, voice acting. Because, like, at that, uh, back then... Like, you know, it was hard to get, like, oh, oh, you're also, like, oh, you're also Asian descent and you're a voice actor? Like, you know. Like, yeah. That, yeah, like Because even in the past, most of the kids, uh, they were voice acted by, by a woman. Right, yes. Yes, but, we had that a lot. But now they know that it's so much more, like, acceptable and cuter when... When you they, get an actual kid. Yes, when they get actual kid. Yes, 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 yeah. Actually, uh... That was a rule with uh, Charlie Brown, like the creators uh, of Charlie Brown, uh, Charles M. Schultz, and like now like the Schultz estate because it's not. Um, they make sure that only kids voice the characters of Charlie Brown. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So like. That was he was a smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. He 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 was definitely smart, and like like they and they made sure like you know for the recent movie that came out a few years ago. Um, like, I think it was his son that was, like, overseeing it, or, like, it was one, it was, like, one or both his children, I, I, I can't remember, um, but they were overseeing it, and, like, that was the one thing, like, they made sure, it was, like, oh, no, kids are voicing these characters, are voicing the characters, like, you know, they, they didn't want, they didn't want, like, some, like, like, oh, we got Kevin Hart to voice Charlie Brown, like, they didn't want, like, someone, like, a, a big recognizable person voicing, like, a... Uh, like a child. They wanted to make sure that a child was voicing a child. Yes. Yeah. So since we, I mean, we already are out of the subject. But yeah. Like, for example, for the Peppa Pig, I think one of the, um, one of their success is that those cute voices in the Peppa Pig uh, show. But <clears throat> uh, I noticed that the, the actual character of the Peppa Pig, um, she's now so much older, but uh, she's still like... Uh, she still has that young, youthful voice. Yeah, she still is doing the Peppa Pig. Oh, that's that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, you have like some of those shows that like, um, they like those legacy characters because I think Peppa Pig's been going on for like, I don't know, at least ten years. I think that was like fifteen or something like that. 
I'm not sure, but like, uh, but but yeah, like you have like those people like it, it, they're set for that voice for life. Uh, one of one of the other ones is uh, Pikachu. Uh, Pikachu um, is in any language. Uh, Pikachu is voiced by the same voice actress, this Japanese uh, voice actress, um, and she's been voicing Pikachu for like over 20 years now. And it it's like like Pikachu is like the only one that. They don't like translate into other languages. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So like you know, it, like, and I believe I'm not like because I'm not big into so much big into Pokemon anymore. But I believe in every language, Pikachu's name is still Pikachu. Like they don't they don't actually change change uh, Pikachu's names because some of the other characters uh, they they change because of, like region because like you know it wouldn't make sense for like other regions for a character. Uh, named Meowth when they don't actually say meow in that language. Someone is saying that he's not into Pokemon. Then uh, we have we have some pictures from a few years ago that my sister and I we wanted to have some cute pictures together and you took the pictures, <laughs> but there's always a Pokemon somewhere. <laughs> hey hey, that was a that was like that was a good few months. I was into that Pokemon Go. <laughs> <I was laughs> and the Pokemon is more. Uh, uh, like clear than us. We are that, kind that, of blur. That's because from an app. <laughs> <laughs> I had to catch that whatever that Pokemon was. I'm I'm pretty sure it was a Squirtle because Squirtles are turtles and like you know, I, I had to make sure I had four of them so I can put like headbands on them. <laughs> but you know, going back to Ninja Turtles, do you know what happens at three minutes and twenty seconds? I, the way that you're saying, it, apparently the uh, wrong turtle talking. <laughs> Yes, we got a wrong turtle talking. Uh, so the here the the turtles are still in their camping gear, but uh, Don like Donatello starts talking, but it is Leonardo, uh, and uh, and like you know it's so it's uh, Donatello's voice coming out of Leonardo's body, and basically this is like when the shopkeeper is talking about the urn and like. Donatello's like, oh, it must be pretty valuable and everything, and so that's why like the turtles uh, decide to take the the urn with them. Um, at 20 minutes and 38 seconds, we have a it's not a real wrong turtle talking, but it's still gonna be in this section because at the end of the episode where we have Leo and Lotus Blossom, they're going through the onions and trying to find the pearl and Leo, uh, Leo's headband turns red for a good while, like for at least like, for at least like almost a minute. And, but he still has the swords. So it's more of like they recolored him wrong, but it's still, but it's like, you know, I, I'm, it, it's like half wrong turtle talking, half like animation mistake because it's clearly not Raphael. Raphael wasn't even in that part of the episode, but in, in, in there, like, uh, uh, when, like, Leo's talking with the red headband, uh, he's, he's basically saying, telling, uh, uh, Lotus Blossom that the modern world is not that bad. It's a double, a double wrong. Yes, it's a double wrong. It is definitely a double wrong. <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, you know, we find out that the, that this urn is the urn of, uh, Chakahachi, and it's this, you know, war, like a, 
warrior from feudal Japan. Uh, you know, like we he Chakahachi only comes up in this episode. However, NECA's gonna NECA's gonna make collectors like go and find this figure because he is paired with not only is he paired with Lotus Blossom, but like ne like he is gonna now be immortalized as an action figure and like as for like someone who only had like one appearance in an episode, like it's gonna be like people are gonna re remember this character a lot more now since now he has a toy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the the owner of the urn said that the urn is cursed. Yes, yes, he said the urn is cursed, and we also see like the urn is like starts moving on its own, and like the turtles are like, oh, uh, it looks like that the like it's trying to break itself. Yes, so they took it to the sewers at right. the same time. Uh, Lotus, Lotus Blossom had a dream. Yes, yes. So lot, yeah. So the next thing is we see Lotus Blossom again, and she had a dream. She had a dream about Chakahachi, even though she technically doesn't know who who he is. And uh, also in her dream, uh, Leo and Raph is there, and Leo starts talking, but his mouth doesn't move. I thought that was kind of weird. He was. He was what? Leo was talking in her dream, uh -huh. but her mouth wasn't moving. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, it, um, it, 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 it was just weird. Uh, I, it, it was just a weird uh, detail. Uh, but yes, she, she, ha she has a dream, and uh, so yeah, uh, we, we got our return of Lotus Blossom. We haven't seen her since the third season. Like I said, we're not gonna see her again after this episode. Uh, and like. I, I mean, personally, when I was like rewatching, I really thought Lotus was in like at least two or three uh, episodes. Like, I did not know she was only in two. Uh, and then also, uh, also she had like that one mention when like uh, Zach was like going through like the turtles like scrapbook, and <clears throat> there was a there was a Lotus like in the uh, scrapbook, and that's like when Leah was talking about Lotus uh, Blossom. Uh, in this episode, Lotus does not leave. Like you know, she's like, you know, she's not, like, this assassin anymore, she, but she doesn't, like, leave any lotuses anywhere uh, in this episode like she did in the, in the previous episode. Uh, also, I just thought this episode was kind of weird. I mean, and I know this is our only our second appearance of Lotus, and we really didn't really know much about this character. But, like, she has this whole thing about, like, she feels she doesn't fit in. And, like, she feels like she's not, she doesn't feel like she's part of, like, she makes a point, she even says, like, I don't think I'm part of this time that, like, I should be in, like, Japan from 400 years ago because I'm a ninja kind of thing. It, it was just a weird, like, kind of, like, like, character introduction they did of her in this episode that didn't really come out in the last episode. Oh. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, so our next part, we go into Dimension X. We have April's only scene, and like she's on the news, and she's telling the whole world, the whole world, and uh, that the, and she says the full title. She says the full title again. This makes Michael Michael really happy. I know that because he lo he loves uh, hearing the whole title and everything. <laughs> <laughs> but she says the whole title. She says the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles have the urn. And like, I mean, what is like, wow, April, that what way to way to go and like, you know, like keep that a secret, like just let everyone know. Oh. Uh, and so Shredder hears this, and Shredder wants this, and 
I love, like, uh, this is like Krang's like only scene, unfortunately, for Anna. Uh, but I love that Krang calls back to Shredder's porcelain cl collection. So, uh, there isn't that um, silence, something that I'm trying to figure out. Uh, like, in Dimension X, when, uh, when Krang is sitting on the chair, whatever angle we see uh, from the, like, whatever point of view they show us, like, the chairs, they have, like, they're, like, a simple plain chair that they have, like, a square uh -huh. uh, back. But there's a, there's a scene that we see the back of the crank. Yeah. And he's on a, uh, he's on a chair. And With no back? No, the chair has a special, uh, like, a very, like, a, a special design that uh -huh. has, like, uh, do you see how much time they put to design this chair? Yeah, he went from, like, a plain chair to like this like Y angle like Y letter like chair that looks like you know pretty cool like it is like yeah you're right it's like they went from a simple to like a more complex yes yeah that is a uh, no that's that, that that is like kind of weird but like uh uh going back to and then when he when he stand up uh, when then they zoom on that crank that he's talking oh uh -huh. then he stand up the chair is again plain oh it's again plain <laughs> So someone like out there like designed this chair and they only used it for like five seconds and like yeah they only used like, it in hey. one shot yeah exactly it's like good good job Carl uh good job designing that chair all right we're just going to use it here and then like our our other artists they're just going to go with this like plain like chair just because it's easier <laughs> <laughs> uh so well uh, going back I did like that uh Crane does mention about like Treader's porcelain collection because when Treader wants to mention the urn it was it was a nice little callback to it because if you remember uh the episode with uh mr og uh we find out like shredder has this whole section in the technodrome that's uh dedicated to uh japanese porcelain uh-huh you, you remember that don't you yes yeah yeah so i did like that call back and then, like shredder was like no this is something totally different and like you know uh and like Roxanne Bebop was like, oh, are we gonna go to Earth and steal it? And, Ro and Shredder's like, no, I don't trust you with this. You got, you guys are gonna break it. So Sh Shredder disguises himself as Chakahachi, and he go, and then um, he basically uh, like you know he call he well he he's gonna use that to fool Lotus Blossom. However, like before they do it, like Shredder's like. Roxy Bebop, I need you to get the 3D uh, holographic video camera. Uh, so, and like, you know, like, here's the thing. When he mentions that, I'm like, oh, t the Technodrome has this future space age uh, video camera that's like, gonna, like, you know, like, that does, like, the effects and everything. Uh, like, you know, it's like, oh, this is really cool. Did you see what video camera Roxy, uh, uh, it was, I think it was Bebop that was holding it? Um... Or maybe it was Rocksteady, I can't remember which one was holding it. But did you see what the video camera was? What was it? It was a Channel 6 video camera. <laughs> it was? Yes. So oh, either, you're right. It even has a, a 6 on it. It has a 6 on it. So either Channel 6 has a, hol has a highly futuristic holographic 3D video camera that Roxane Bebop stole and put in the, and put in like, you know, the, the Technodrome. Or that, like, or just Roxanne Bebop just stole a camera from uh, Channel 6 and they, like, 
they are just fooling uh, Shredder and like saying, "Oh yeah, this is holographics, 3D, and everything," and but it's not. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was just, it was just weird because Shredder goes and calls out for a video camera. But I mean, in reality, I really think what it is is that like the artist like. They just don't know how to draw a video camera without the Channel 6 logo on it. <laughs> I, I think you're right. I think they just grab one of those model sheets and like even draw the channel sticks on it. Right, right, right. Exactly. Like, I'm pretty sure like someone's working there and it was like, oh, we need, it's like, oh, we need a model of a, a video camera. And like, oh yeah, we have tons of models of video cameras. And they're like, oh, here, here, here's a bunch of the assets that you can go, go, go buy and everything. And they're like, okay, and just grabs one, and like, does, and like, no one like bothers to check, like, oh hey, there's still a six on there, like, I don't know, it, it just, it, I, I don't know how like this oversight did not like happen, like this, this like, uh, it, this was like a huge one, and like, I don't know, it, it was just weird to me, and it just, it just to me, it, it made this part just intentionally funny. <laughs> so, so we have a uh, shredder. He's now. Dressed up as and did you uh, and I thought it was funny that Shredder was also uh, standing in front of the the white screen. Oh yeah, yes, yes, yes. You know, I'm gonna say this: like, if it was like done now, I'm, I'm pretty sure he would be standing be behind a green screen. This is like early '90s. I don't, I know green screen uh, was a thing then, but like now, nowadays it's, it's huge and well known now. Is this like you know? I, I, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Shredder dresses up as Chakahachi, and I, I do want to make a note, is like, when Shredder dresses up as Chakahachi, he does not look anything like when we see the ghost of Chakahachi, uh, come. It's one of those when you go to a convention and people dress up and then you have to think, who is he? Who is, is he? Who is he? Who is he? Oh, that's who he is. Like, yes, no, no, you're, you're definitely right about that. Then, like, the person, I'm like, well, I was this person, like, in the comics, uh, from, like, page two to three in the year 1963 or like you, you know something like that <laughs> but yeah no no you're definitely right about that and like so shredder as shakuhachi he goes and tells like uh lotus blossom he was like oh you're part of the shakuhachi clan and lotus blossom's like no i'm not and then he just says no yes you are and she and, and that's all the convincing she needs she's like oh i guess i am i you know the ghost of chakachi came here i mean i wasn't a part of a clan before but now i am i got i'm gonna believe him it's funny because she looks like a smart girl but i don't know how she she how looks like a so smart far. girl you you would think like from like the previous episode we've seen of her like no she can make better decisions than this but like you know it probably was because of her dream Probably. We're going to chalk it up to the dream. Just like, you know, just put it up to the dream. The dream is why she's easily swayed. But, you know, uh, so... And then, like, you know, basically, like, Shredder as Chakahachi would be like, Oh, you need to go defeat the turtles and get my urn back and everything. Because, you know, that's what Shredder wants. Shredder wants to earn. And, like, you know, Lotus just, like, completely... Just completely ignores the fact that last episode that she was in... She, you know, she fought the turtles, then she became friends with the turtles, and, like, you know, and, but, like, she put all that differences aside to, like, no, I will do this for my clan that I just discovered I was in five minutes ago. <laughs> so. Then we have the turtles on the 
stairs again. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. The turtles that go back to where they met the thieves because they're trying to find some clues where where the thieves like are gone and everything. This is where the turtles they find the matchbook that says the secret hideout. We're gonna talk about more about the secret hideout, but uh, like it, it is kind of like it's kind of like already dated because. Now, I don't even think matchbooks are a thing anymore. Like, I have not seen a matchbook in years. I would say even decades, at least. Matchbooks are those matchboxes? Yeah, like, um, yeah, they're like a, they're like a little, like, uh, paper, like, flap and everything, and then, like, in there they have, like, the matches. Oh. Because for us, we had, like, like, tiny... Yeah, the, the box? Yes, we had tiny boxes. Uh, those were a thing, too. Uh, it's just that these were cheaper to produce, and then a lot of businesses, what they would do is, like, they would put, like, their uh, business logo on this. And then, like, you would go to, like, the restaurant or, like, you know, the the company or something like that. And they would just give it to you. It was almost like a business card kind of thing. Uh-huh. And so, like, every time you're like, oh, I need a match. Oh, okay. Uh, it's an easy way to, to find it. Uh-huh. Uh, like I said, like, I mean, especially because, you know, back in the 80s and early 90s, smoking... Uh, smoking was more acceptable. Nowadays, you're seeing less and less than that, especially like, uh, like you know, every time there's a new government law about smoking, it just cracks it down even harder. Oh, I just wanted to do a shout out to all the Uber drivers. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't smoke. Okay, I'm going to say this, Uber drivers, don't smoke when you're delivering food. We had to, I re- like, it was about a month ago, we ordered food from Uber, and our Uber driver, she was a heavy, she had to be a heavy chain smoker because our food smelled and tasted like cigarettes, and we had to, like, throw it out, and, like, Uber, like, gave us our money back and everything. It's just, like, you, like, like, you know, normal businesses, you shouldn't be smoking while you're driving. I don't know, like, like just because, like, you know, there's no, just because you're more freelance doesn't mean you should do it, like. I know. Oh, I had man. I had drivers that they were like they were like super nice, right? But, but it was clear that before they before they went there they they, they smoked in the car. Yes, and it was like a sharp. Oh smell. gosh! Oh man! I mean, me personally, I don't like uh, cigarette smoke. I never liked it as a kid or anything like that. Uh, my parents used to smoke, and it used to drive me crazy. Uh, I'm so I, I was so happy when they quit, but. Um, my dad, like, was able to quit a lot easier than my mom. My mom took, like, I think at least two or three years to quit. But, yeah, I I personally, I hate I hate that smell. And, like, I mean, if you're a smoker listening to this podcast, like, you know, uh, we, we, we welcome you and everything. Um, You know, we're, uh, you're all cool and everything. I'm just saying, like, I'm pretty sure you're not happy that you can't smoke in an airplane. But I'm so happy people can't smoke in airplanes anymore. That used to drive me crazy. <laughs> that in restaurants, like smoking in restaurants. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad that is like over. Like, uh, yeah, unfortunately, in 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 Iran, we still don't have a specific rules about. about oh, 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 I know. In 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 Iran, like people can smoke in the when they're shopping in the grocery store. I, I <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't do that. But like, but I had like uh, I was days that I was in a line or someone there smoking, and they're like, seriously, I don't yeah, want to yeah. smell this. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's not just Iran. There's other countries as well. It's just that, like, America, like, really, like, cracked it down. <laughs> yeah, you have no idea how happy I, I was, like, when smoking was out of restaurants. Honey, you wouldn't believe this. Like, because uh, I, I, I know you haven't been living in this country for, like, I mean, you're, 
you're not you're not like new new in this country, but you're still like uh, still like relatively new compared to most people. But can you believe like in Taco Bell and Burger King and McDonald's people could smoke? Oh wow! Yeah, like Burger King used. I remember Burger King used to have a smoking section. They would just like do like it would be like this walled off section. They're like, okay, here's where you smoke. Oh, that's gross. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, no, I'm so happy that's that's all over. But yeah, so while the turtles are, uh, you know, getting the information, then we see like Lotus Blossom, and she's like, "Turtles, I must defend." my honor for my clan and like even the turtles are like wait you have no clan she's like no i'm part of the chagahaji clan now i just learned five minutes ago <laughs> and then then she takes her sword and just cuts like the street pole that's that was silly because i mean there's no way a sword can cut that thing no no it's impossible for a sword uh to uh to cut that and uh no, and then, like, during this fight, uh, something Michael Atkins actually points out is he points out that Lotus is ha like has a bunch of weapons and, like, you know, he's wondering where is she storing this because she, she even has, like, a spear. Like, wh where, where is she, like, holding a spear? But it is, like, one of those things, like, every time, like, the camera cuts back to her, she's holding another weapon. It's one of those that, uh, she's, like, see some ladies, they have, like, purses that they put so much stuff in it and it never ends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like the, the Mary Poppins purse, like yeah. where like there's no bottom. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. She just, she pulls out her purse and then like, you know, she pulls out the long spear. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I had old aunts, one day we had a, a, a trip together uh -huh. with a with train. Yeah. And she was, she was a petite woman with a very tiny, uh, like cute purse. And she keep bringing like food out of this tiny purse. You just like look over and your aunt all of a sudden has like a submarine sandwich. Like <laughs> she did. I mean, you don't believe it, but she had like a plate of like I don't know. It was like some kind. Of, it was with the plate. <laughs> it was with the plate. Like she even had like plates. Like, yeah. In her <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how did you fit this? You know, uh, normally like. With like old women in purses, they usually have like those candies. <laughs> Especially, so Anna just discovered uh, Werther, Werther's original candy, that that butterscotch uh, candy. <laughs> uh, or no, I'm sorry, Werther's is not butterscotch; it's caramel. Caramel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, it, it's it, it's caramel, but it's in that same vein of like butterscotch. And she's like, she she was like loving it, and then like I ruined her world because like, oh, did did you get this from an old lady's purse? <laughs> Yeah, I was like, uh, I came home and I was excited. I was like, oh, I found, I found it like, because uh, I usually don't like candies. That was, that was when I found that. I was like, oh, I found my favorite candy. This is so delicious. We have to add to our subscription to that. <laughs> Do you want to try it? And as soon as I showed you, you're like, is this is the grandma oh, <laughs> candy? I'm telling you, a lot of our listeners associates Werther's Originals to, to the grandma, grandma purse candies. Oh, they are delicious. Um, I, I, I officially I will accept that I'm old, but uh, I, would, I would still don't give up on caramel candy. Yeah, no, no, no. I'll, I'll make sure you keep. Hey, I'm not saying they're not delicious. I mean, because they are delicious. Uh, you know. <laughs> so, before I get myself into more trouble, let's go back into Ninstrels. And so, uh, you know, Lotus is like fighting turtles with her like multiple weapons, 
At one point, she fights Leonardo, and she actually breaks one of his swords. And, like, we even see, like, throughout the scene that he only has, like, one sword on his back. But then, like, we cut to him in a, on a close shot, and all of a sudden he has two swords on his back, while the rest of the scene, he only has one. It was like, that one, the animator made that one tiny mistake, be a, just break that continuity illusion there. I was like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> you know, I was like, so it's like, like it, it was all good until, until that one shot. And like, you know, that, and yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure that person get fired, didn't get fired or anything <laughs> like that, but you know, seriously. Seriously, you no one could have like oversaw that. Like, wait a minute. I'm pretty sure if they did oversee that, they're like they're probably like you know because they're such in a time crunch with these animators, they probably just let it go. Like, oh, just because it is more. I mean, in reality, like when we catch these mistakes, um, like they probably have caught these mistakes too. But it's so expensive to go back and fix it. Yeah. Yeah. We had, we had much bigger mistakes. Yeah, oh, 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 we definitely have much bigger mistakes. So we have the turtle. Some other thing that I just noticed. Yeah. Lotus is is fighting with, two, like, two weapons in two hands. Right. I mean, uh, like, human-wise, only one part of your brain, like, has more power that you work with it, like, right or left. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, you know, Lotus is just that... She's that much of a trained ninja that she can, like, do two different weapons in two different hands. And, like, you know, and, and then wherever she's pulling these weapons from, like, you know, she's, she's ready on, she's on it. So we see the turtles, they run into a factory building, which are full of records. And here, okay, so here's one of those jokes that, like, I'm sure when the writers wrote it, it was like, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, the kids will have a laugh and everything. And, like, but never did they thought, like, 30 years after this episode airs that, like, it kind of, like, it it goes backwards. Because, so, when the turtles see the records, they're like, oh, what are these? And, like, even Mikey calls it, oh, I guess someone burned a pizza really bad. And, like, Donatel had to explain to them, like, oh, no, these are records. The, like, people used to listen to music with this. This is like before compact discs. First, I know this is like early 90s. CDs were like, this is like when CDs were coming like in popularity and everything. They're coming and, and everything. They haven't, at this point, cassette tapes haven't been replaced yet. I know I didn't, I know in the 90s I still had cassette tapes because I wanted to record songs off the radio. But like, but the fact that Dontel calls it compact disc, I'm like, no one, no one was calling it compact disc. I mean, like, it, it, it was so clear that whoever wrote this line for Donatello, like, didn't actually know what a CD was. Like, <laughs> they probably wrote cassette tape and, like, someone were like, no, 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 C uh, cassette tapes are being phased out. Say compact disc instead. Th that's a new thing the kids are, are liking. I remember from, from Iran, one of the souvenir I brought for you was that Ninja Turtles movie uh, yes the Ninja Turtles Batman movie yeah the DVD that it didn't even have the picture on it and they put, they wrote with a sharpie on it and you're <laughs> laughing so much that <laughs> how unprofessional this thing is right <laughs> yes yes but no uh, so going back to records I mean it, it's the weirdest thing because like a, like a few years ago rec records have like really made a comeback and because like because nowadays, like, because even, like, now, like, you don't really see people buying CDs anymore. Like, uh, people are either buying mu uh, C uh, music uh, digitally or they have, 
or we or they have like a subscription service like Spotify. But then like but like for people who actually want like the the music like physically now, people are buying records. And it's like it's weird to me. Like really? they, they yeah, yeah, really. Like they they've like come they made a comeback. And so like I mean because like now if you show this episode like to uh, to people like they'll they'll like they'll know what a record is because like they're like, Oh, I can still buy those. That's interesting. Yeah. Like like so when this episode aired, you couldn't buy records anymore because like that has been like passed but then it, it went full circle and now it's like back to records like here's the deal like uh i was at uh walmart the other day and olivia rodrigo has her new latest album on record oh, put wow. it in perspective olivia rodrigo was not alive when records were were a thing yes yeah no it is so crazy and like I know for people, like, uh, they, they call them audiophiles because, like, you know, they can hear, like, audio, like, the best out of anyone else can. And they and they, they say that, like, oh, uh, the records have, like, the best sound. And, like, you know, the sound doesn't get better uh, on records or than records and everything. I mean, me personally, I can't hear a difference. I mean, me personally, I like digital because, like, you can't ruin a digital item. Like, like you know... Uh, digital digital music doesn't skip. It do, like you know it doesn't like go bad or anything like that if you play it over and over again. I mean records, you know you have the needle, and if you use a record so many times, that needle like like physically damages the record. It wears out the record. So they also sell the machine to play it, doesn't it? Yes, yes, yes. They also sell the machine because uh, you gotta listen to it somehow. Uh, and like I mean I swear like the mach- like the record players now are like two hundred dollars. I know one. I mean. I, as a kid, I remember we had a record player in the house. Uh, I remember my brother and I, we used it maybe like two or three times. Like we owned like, we owned like the small, like the, you know, the children records because those were easy to produce and everything. And like, so my parents bought it for us so we can hear like, you know, the ABC song and that kind of stuff. To me, it's just crazy that, uh, that records have like just made a comeback. And it's something I just don't understand. I don't know why I don't like them. Because I... All I remember is that, like, some sad movies that they... Yeah, yeah, that play the records, like, to make it all, like, sadness and everything. Yes. Yeah. I mean, here's here's my deal. Like, pretty much the only time I listen to music is when I'm in the car, and there's no car in existence that has a record player in it. I hope they never make... (laughs) That would be crazy. You'd have, like, that thing with the needle, like, like spinning while you're driving. Ever been you make a turn, it's going. <laughs> so, um, something else that's in like while that, that happens in the uh, record warehouse is that we have also have a fight scene, and it's one of those cloud smoke fight scenes. Yes, it's a very like uh, lighter version of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a very like it's a very like uh, Tom and Jerry kind of thing or like Looney Tunes kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, like no, I was like. I think this is the first time we had it in Ninja Turtles. Like, like they normally don't do this because this is like a lazy way to do a fight in animation. Because you don't actually have to do a fight. It's just like, you just have this smoke cloud, and then you have, like, arms and legs, like, come out, and then, like, and then normally in the cartoons, uh, like, after, like, they fight, you would have them, like, with the black lines all over them and everything, and they would be like, oh, oh, like, they're, 
the tired. Uh, here, did, we didn't really have that in Ninja Turtles, but it was just weird in Ninja Same. Turtles. Yeah, like uh, four years into the show, and all, like now we have a, a smoke cloud fight scene. Especially for a show or for a cartoon that uh, has the ninja name in it. The, the, so we have to have we have to see those actions, uh, scenes, those fights. So having a uh, like a cloud fight is funny. Right, exactly. So after the fighting and everything, like you know, the turtles are like, okay, let's go talk to Master Splinter. Let's go like figure out this whole Chakahachi thing, and we'll take you to the urn. And like you know, Lotus agrees and everything. They go, they go into the sewers, and Splinter's like, "Oh no, you're not part of the Chakahachi clan." And Lotus is like, "Okay," and she accepts it. <laughs> like, like you know, like when the turtle said said something about it, like you know, she doesn't accept it. But like as soon as like wise rat Splinter says something, she's like, oh, "Okay." I mean, we've already determined that like Lotus is like easily dissuaded in this episode. I think uh, Lotus needs to go to see a, a therapist. I think so too. Yes, <laughs> and uh, something about this episode, like that, gets like bring up, brought up that I mean, I know this is only her second episode, but like she starts like going in this like, oh, I don't know where I belong, and she's like, I don't think I belong in this time because I'm a ninja, and uh, and I have like no family. And, like, I, I don't think, like, uh, I'm for this, like, modern world world and everything. Even, like, the Thrills bring up, like, oh, we're ninjas too. Like, you know, like, but, like, yeah. yeah. And then, like, and then even, like, uh, the Thrills even suggest, like, oh, you can live in the sewer with us. And she was like, no, I don't think I can live in the sewer. And, like, it's like, you know, the Thrills, like, easily forgot. Like, she has her own house. She doesn't need a place to live. She just needs a family. Like, you know, but, like, I don't know, it was just, like, weird, like, she comes in this whole, like, I, I, like, I don't belong in this time, like, all of a sudden, like, what, she, she thinks she's a grandma or something like that, like, like, you know, like, it, it was just a weird thing that they brought up, and, I mean, they brought it for story reasons, but it was just, like, really weird. I see that sometimes women, they, they're, they're, like, so dramatic. Right, yes. It's one of her, her dramatic times. <laughs> yes, yes, this, oh, yes, no, no, no. Yes, Lotus was definitely like, okay, uh, let me get some uh, drama and you just get all the attention to me. I want all the attention to me. You know, this is like when, like, I mean, she should be like crying and have like all of her mascara run and everything. And like, you know, <laughs> I, I swear women just wear mascara just so they can cry and like make it like make sure everyone knows that they're crying. <laughs> oh, gosh. But. We do have, we do have, like, Splinter, he comes up, uh, I didn't actually write the exact, cl uh, quote, but he comes and says, like, oh, happiness comes, like, within, so something, something around those lines. And then we get Raphael, he gets, he breaks the fourth wall. Fourth wall break! Mutant turtle filth! It's not true. We shower regularly. And he's like, hey, um... The, uh, we give uh, this kind of this is the this is the kind of advice you get in this show, not like those other cartoon shows you, that you watch. <laughs> so like Raphael just throwing shade at other uh, cartoon shows that kids could be watching during this time. Like Raphael's like, no, no, this is why you watch Ninja Turtles. Like you don't get this kind of advice from He-Man or Thunder or Thundercats. You get this from you get happiness within within Ninja Turtles. Raphael's. Uh 
doing all these funny quotes this in this episode. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Raphael has a lot of funny quotes. I mean, we'll, in in a in a few minutes, we'll go into like one of his like best lines. I'll say. Yes. Um, but uh, so at this point, then they this go is like when the, the turtles have decided like, okay, we're gonna bring this urn back to the owner. Like we're like oh. like you know they're, they're like we're gonna find out like what to do with this. Uh, and like, cause even like Splinter, he brings out his books and his like, can't like, you know, he, he's not sure, uh, what to do with the whole like Chakahachi like urn and everything. So, and we also have like one of those scenes where Leonardo, he like, he moves his uh, armband and we see he has a watch underneath his arm armband. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. That was a cool, like a nice detail. I want to say we saw that before with like Donatello or maybe I'm thinking of the second movie, um... Like where like they he, they move the armband and we see a watch. Uh, I, I, like it's it's one of those things, but it's one of those nice attention to detail because like literally the animators could have just had Leonardo just look at his armband and the audience would have just accepted that he's looking at a at a watch. Yeah. But they did like that extra step to be like, oh no, we got to make sure there's a watch in there. <laughs> so I I did like that. So the turtles. The turtles and Lotus Blossom, they bring the urn up in the streets and they, uh, to give it to the guy. And this is where uh, Shredder decides to send Rocksteady Bebop to New York City to get the urn and everything. And like Shredder's like, don't drop it and everything. Uh, so we see Rocksteady and Bebop. They're after the urn. And uh, like, you know, in, like throughout, like, you know, I, so I forgot to mention un, this. People understood they they open the portal and come. Yeah, 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 yeah. They open the portal and come out, and they they meet the turtles in the streets. I forgot to mention this. At one point, uh, Lotus says that she recognized the voice of Chuck of Chakahachi because she explained to him like you know the ghost of Chakahachi came to her, and that's how like that's why she thought she was part of the clan. But I what I liked about that scene was like when she said that all of a sudden like we hear like Shredder's laughing, and I thought that was a cool transition how we got from. Uh, Lotus to Tre Shredder in that scene, mm -hmm. um, but then like, but then like here we see Roxanne and Bebop, and then Raphael does, Raphael does the be the best line in 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 this uh, part because I love it because like he goes to uh, to Lotus like oh did did Chakahachi sound something like this and he holds his uh, no like nose slash beak yes. and starts like talking like Shredder and Rob Paulson sounds so much like James Avery at this moment. Yeah, that was really cool. I really like that part. Yeah, yeah, I, I really like that too. And like, just like that impression, like, was nailed down perfect. Uh, so, so then, so then, like, uh, like you know, like Lotus is like, okay, you guys get the, you guys get the, uh, the urn back to the owner. She's like, oh, I'm gonna take care of Roxanne and Bebop, and then like Bebop brings this gun, which I can only call like a staple gun. Cause I don't know what kind of like thing is this, but it's a huge staple that hits Lotus Blossom in like the stomach, and like she gets trapped in the in the wall of a building. Yes, it was. It looked like a big staple. Right. Yeah. It just like I was like, what? And, like I really was like, what kind of weapon is this? Oh. It's a weapon that you can only use it against the wall. Yes, you can only use it against the wall because like if you try to like if you try to hit someone with that like. In the middle of the street, and then like there's nothing to hit to. Like you're, the person is just gonna like land. And it's like, ow, that hurt. And then like they'll come and like punch you in the face. Like, hey, don't do that again. It looked like those um, 
those folded, uh, um, what do you say, those, those things that you stand on it? The stool? stool? Yes. The stool, yeah. It did kind of look like a stool. The actual, uh, the actual uh, weapon. Right, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so, well, this is happening, like, you know... So, just a question. Uh, yeah. Did, did any of them mention that Chakohachi is a powerful magician? Uh, no, no one actually mentions that. Like, they just said he was a ninja master. And, um, like, you know... Uh, that, that, I guess, like, yeah, I guess, like, because I know, like, uh, for, uh, ninjas, like, in Japan, they, they believe they had Nimpo, and Nimpo just pretty much means, like, magic, like, ninja magic, uh. uh because I have it in my nose, I don't know if it was my, my own, my own thought process that I wrote it, or... I'm Maybe, sorry. but, like, but here's where the urn breaks, and we actually get to meet Chakahachi, and Chakahachi is, like... Huge, and uh, if you guys don't know, like the the NECA figure is not is like Chakahachi is like the normal size. So the size that you only see like in the last few moments of this episode. Uh, but like here, Chakahachi is like you know as big as buildings. He comes out, and as soon as he comes out, like Roxanne and Bebop, they immediately uh, leave. Like you know, like they contact Shredder. Shredder opens the portal and lets them go home, and like. And this is, like, it for, like, Roxanne and Bebop. And, like, once, like, Roxanne and Bebop leaves, uh, Shredder, Shredder's, like, out from the episode, uh, entirely. Like, he, he, he's kind of like, okay, I can't get the urn, uh, I'm done. Like, I, 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 I'm not gonna be in the rest of the episode, like, and, I mean, like, here, like, sh like, Shredder really was, like, he was just the driving force just to get Lotus to get with the Turtles, and then once... Once he, like, you know, got the car in there, he was like, okay, I'm done. And he was like, I'm, like, you know, he, like, you know, he, he, he packed up and he's enjoying, like, tea for the rest of the episode. Chakahachi had, had scary eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Chakahachi, uh, like, you know, like I said, his, his huge, he has, like, blue skin. I guess blue skin's to represent that he's a ghost. It was, it was kind of weird. He is a little see-through, not so much see-through. But, like, you know, he has, like, he does, like, have, like, magic, like, coming out of his hands and everything as we, as we see, like, his just, like, burning, uh, the streets, uh, and everything and, like, you know, like, causing fire. Uh, I did like this. We get another fourth wall break. Fourth wall break. Because, uh, Donatello mentions, oh, hey, uh, Chakahachi is, is from Japan. Why is he speaking perfect English? Then Raphael goes and like answers like, well, because we couldn't afford subtitles. Yes, I love all these things that Raphael keeps saying. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I like too. He came and like said like a lot of uh, good things uh, in this episode. He Raphael hands down had like the best lines in this episode. Uh, so, so after, so like while like Chakahachi is like you know destroying the city and everything, uh, Leo Leo tells the three turtles, hey, you guys take care of Chak Chakahachi. Uh, Lotus and I, we're gonna go to the secret hideout and uh, see what we can do uh, to, like, you know, fix the urn or something like that. They, they just want to get with the thieves and see, like, um, like you know, because I can't remember if, if I can't remember if the pearl was mentioned at this point. I don't know if Splinter told them, like, oh, some like the pearl's missing from the urn, or I think he said something was missing from the urn. I can't, but I can't remember if it was a pearl or not. But uh, so. You know, Raphael even says, like, oh, give us the easy job, like, as sarcastic as he can. Uh, and so, 
Leo, like, you know, takes a staple off the building. And, like, he just needed, like, one of those, like, staple removers. Like, you, you know, those, like... Yes, yes. Yeah, you know, here you go. And then, like, uh, yeah, he, he, he takes a staple off the building, uh, frees Lowe's Bossom, and uh, they, uh, they leave while the other three turtles are fighting uh, Chakahachi as, like, Chakahachi now has the power to turn New York into feudal Japan as, like, all the buildings are turning into, like, uh, ancient, like, Japanese buildings. A car turns into a rickshaw. In fact, like, at one point, uh, we have a cringe-worthy scene when uh, the fast food restaurant turns into a sushi restaurant, yes. and the guy orders something, and we have Cam Clark doing with a really cringe-worthy uh, Asian accent. And it's like, it, uh, as I mentioned before, uh, like, nowadays, this would not happen. Like, we would not have, uh, we would not have, like, people, like, Americans, uh, imitate, like, doing, like, especially exaggerated Asian accents, accents like these. Uh, like, you know, um, nowadays, like, to respect the culture, we, they would actually go on hire, like, Asian or Asian Americans to actually do, like, the voices, so, to be, to be authentic now. Yeah. Yeah, so... As I mentioned, it was wrong. It it was wrong then. It is wrong now. It's just that we, as a culture, has like learned our lesson. So uh, Chakochi, uh, he also had the power that he uh, he um, was some sending some fires that they changed to like army or some kind of. Yeah. Thing. So uh, yes, Chakochi was like like for he was like bringing out these uh, samurais and which. Like, I thought, like, it's kind of weird because Chakahachi, I thought it was supposed to be a ninja. Like, I thought this whole thing, like, the, he was, like, a ninja master or something like that. But, like, he brings out, like, samurais um, uh, out there. Especially, like, Lotus. Like, we'll, we'll get into Lotus later because, like, cause Lotus is a ninja. So, um, so we have, like, turtles. Like, we have, like, ninjas versus samurai in this episode. And we also have one of those blink-and-you-miss-it moment where Mikey actually brings out his nunchucks and twirls them. But, like, all he does is brings out, twirls them, and then, like, it's gone, like, in three seconds. And then, like, you know, uh, then the, the next time, the rest of the episode, we see the nunchucks on, the, on his back. So, uh, you want to talk about the secret hideout? Yes. So, uh, were you able to find the secret hideout? Not really. I just saw so many... Uh, arrows to secret hideout. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So the big gag in this episode is like the secret hideout. Not only is like the secret hideout is like mentioned on the uh, matchbook. It there's also like neon signs, lighted up signs, and things and arrows pointing the building for the secret hideout. And like Lotus even like mentions about this. So like if it's a secret hideout, why shouldn't it be secret? And like Leo's kind of like he just kind of like goes and brushes off like. Lotus, just, just, it's a gag, okay? Okay? <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> like, like just, just accept it. It's a joke. <laughs> We're going to move on. <laughs> um, so, they see the thieves, and the thieves are like, like, I mean, the thing is, like, I, I don't know, when, when, Lotus, when Leo and Lotus, like, go, they go in the secret hideout, it looks like it's night. I don't know if it's because of it's, like, in a alley or something like that, or, like, but, like, but the thieves are like gloating how like they still have the pearl of the yeah it's just in in their hands yeah it, yeah it's in their hand 
Uh, and I will say, like, this was, like, this was a cool, like, uh, thing that they did. Because, as I mentioned, at the very beginning, we see the thieves, like, take the pearl, but they don't make a big deal about it. So, it's one of those, like, if you really pay attention, you see that, how, how they got the pearl. And, but now, like, they're gloating how, how they've had the pearl. And it's kind of like, there has to be at least hours they, when they stole the pearl, and they're still, like, gloating about it. It's kind of, like, kind of weird. You see, when you you have, a, like, a gadget, you keep playing with it. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yes, yes, when you have a gadget, yeah, exactly. Or, like, a car. <laughs> or a new car, recently. That's, that scary family got a new car. No, I mean, like, for example, if you have a spinner or, no, no, like, no, a no, slide. No, 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 I, I know what you're talking about. Like, a, new, a, a spinner, a new phone, like, you're, you're constantly on it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just saying, like, you know... Uh, like, I think I drove more last week than I ever driven, like, in the past 10 years. <laughs> and, like, I didn't need to go anywhere. That's the thing. Like, because, like, you know, this isn't like, oh, I need to make a long trip. No, this was like, I'm going to go here now. Mm, I'm going to go here now. Mm, I'm going to go here now. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, Anna's like, uh, where are you going? It's like, uh, I I'm going to go uh, pick up some food. She's like, we can get delivered. No, no, no. We need to, I need to go pick it up. <laughs> Oh, uh, so, uh, Leo and Lotus, like, they chase after the thieves, and, like, uh, they, they, they go in the kitchen, they fight, like, they start, like, throwing food and everything, and then, like, uh, and then eventually the thieves, like, they throw the pearl in a batch of onions, and so, like, and, like, especially, like, since the pearl is the same color as the onions, and as big as the onion, uh, and this was, like, a scene I can never forget, to be honest. Uh, this was, like, a... I don't I don't know why because uh oh I, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's because I thought the the joke was corny or uh like I, I just like the moment here with Leonardo and Lotus but like we have Lotus and Leo going through the onions and then all of a sudden like Leo goes to Lotus like oh Lotus don't cry oh uh, like you know he even says like the modern world isn't so bad and and Lotus is like Lotus is like oh no I'm not crying because of that i'm crying because the onions <laughs> uh, yeah uh, the but yeah and, and like lotus reveals that this is the happiest she's ever been so i guess the happiest she's ever been is trying to find a pearl in a in a stack full of onions but like even even like leo's crying and everything because like you know onions make you cry do you get it kids do you get it Yes, yeah, is the onion joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one hundred percent. It's a onion joke. I mean, you know, it's it's one of those like easy gags like you can do like where like you have like someone like cutting onions and all of a sudden like I'm crying. It's like oh, I was like, are you sad? No, I'm cutting onions. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it um it was one of those. It, this but this was like a scene that I really remember a lot. Like this is probably like the biggest memory I have of Lotus Blossom. I just don't know why they uh. They didn't add a little color to onion. They were like... They did, They wanted to make it the same color as that pearl. And... Oh, yeah. Yeah, and like normally onions are white. They, they, they just wanted to make it that like the pearl and the onions were the same color. So... Yeah, but it kind of was uh, bothering me. <laughs> Look, if you guys don't know, Anya... Anna... If you guys don't know, Anna loves onions. <laughs> and like, you know, if you want an expert on onions, Anna's your girl. <laughs> Because uh, onion are very important in cooking. Uh, if if you don't use onion in cooking, you never get that special tricky flavor. Right. No. No. I, I understand. I understand. The, she unfortunately married a person who hates onions. <laughs> but like, okay, here's the thing. I I just don't like raw onions. I don't mind it when she cooks it and stuff. 
But like, um, you don't want to see it. No, I don't want to see it. And like something, something that Iranians use uh, as a binder for uh, for kebabs, they use onions as a as a binder. And especially like my mom used to put like so much onions in like the in the ground beef, and like oh I couldn't stand it. And like I don't know, I guess I guess I like the whole like Italian way of doing it because Italians they use breadcrumbs to bind uh, breadcrumbs and like uh, uh, eggs to bind the meat together. Oh, that's why you like my mom's uh, kebab better. Of course. Because she likes, she used the, um, that, she used that thing too. Oh, she used uh, uh, breadcrumbs or eggs? She used, uh, she used onion, but also she used uh, breadcrumbs. Oh, okay. That's, that, you know what? I told, I, I, I'm going to say, I, I told Anna this, like, as soon as, like, I met her mom. Her mom makes the best uh, kebab, kebabs, like, ever. Like, you guys don't understand. I wish I could, like, just mail you guys her kebabs because they are awesome. <laughs> Anna's kebabs are also good, too. I, I'm not, okay, like, so from now now I understood what was that turkey. Well, well, now you know what the secret flavor is. It's funny because my mom keeps telling me that uh, to add the bread crumb, but I was like, no, it didn't taste like bread, but now I know why you like that. <laughs> That's why I love it. <laughs> Things that Anna discovers while recording podcasts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you guys thought that Ninja Turtles doesn't bring relationships together. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going this in the Leo in the Leonardo Lotus Blossom scene. <laughs> All right. So uh, something else I actually really liked in this episode uh, when we go back uh, with the turtles fighting against Shakahachi. Uh, the background music, they they actually put, like, that Asian flair into the background music, and it actually comes out really good. I actually really like uh, how it sounds. I, I don't know if you paid attention to that or not. No, unfortunately, I, I have to educate my ears to pay more attention. <laughs> look, look, obviously my ears are not that educated as well as I can't tell the difference between a uh, CD uh, song and a record player song, but, you know... Uh, we'll work on educating our ears together. <laughs> so, also at this point, because, like, there's a, uh, there's, like, a random fish market. Like, I know, like, like, a, like, an old Japanese, like, fish market, like, in the streets. And I'm only because, because of Chakahachi, I can assume, like, why there's, like, a big box of fish outside in New York. Yes. And, like, I did, like, the, the turtles, they actually, like, start throwing the fish at the samurai warriors <laughs> like it did remind me it re this, this really reminded me in uh in rise of the ninja turtles uh at one point splinter teaches like the turtles how to fight with ladders and fish and i, I just like uh, like you know we just need ladders and then like this would have been like full circle for rise <laughs> <laughs> uh so while like you know while they're defending and everything this is when leo and lotus they go back uh they have the pearl uh and they're trying to uh restore the urn uh for chakahachi and as soon as chakahachi sees lotus and i wanted to make note that like i guess chakahachi couldn't recognize lotus uh when he first comes out because lotus was had a big staple around her waist and on the side of a building but now he sees her, he was like, you're my wife. And like, Lotus responds with like, I'm no one's wife. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I love her. She's like, I am not your wife. Like, I really like that. But we find out... Maybe that would be the natural reaction of any woman. <laughs> yeah, that is a... To be honest, that is the natural reaction of any woman. Um, But uh, we find out that the spirit of Chakahachi's wife has been living in Lotus uh, all this time. And this is also why Lotus feels that she doesn't belong in this time. Um, like, but here's the thing. Lo Lotus is not 400 years old. Uh, like, so, I, like, I guess, like, the spirit of the wife just kept passing from generation to generation or something. I don't know how, like, they don't really explain in this 20-minute uh, episode how the... Um, how the spirit, how like Chakahachi's like wife's spirit has been like living on through this whole time, but that's, uh, that's creepy. It, it reminds me of that episode of Friends that uh, Phoebe thought that there is a, a spirit of the. Oh. I don't know. It was her grandmother, her mom, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was her, her mom or something. Oh no, no. There was that old woman that uh, died when she was massaging her. Oh yes, yes. Oh, that's right, that's right. And she thought that was inside her. Yeah, that's right. That, yes, 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 yes. Now I, I remember now. Um, but yeah, uh, and so, uh, so, so like, like you know, uh, uh, but because of that, like Chakahachi was able to get her his wife's spirit off of Lotus Blossom, and and now he's like, oh, now I'm now I am in peace. And then like the urn starts going back uh, together, like you know, just magic magically it comes back together. Uh, and then the pearl goes back in, and Chakahachi and his wife's spirit are living peacefully now in the urn. Like, like, uh, so I'm not sure, like... Happily it, ever after. Yeah, ha era. happily ever after. Like, so I'm not sure if, like, they actually needed the pearl, or if they just needed, like, Lotus Blossom just to be like, Hey, hi! Like, that's all, I, I, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's all she needed to do to get Chakahachi in, into peace or something like that, but, you know... But at, at the same time, at least the, the Pearl brought a nice cute scene between, a, a nice like uh, cute scene between Leo and Lotus. And this is like where Lotus like feels that she is happy. She was the happiest when she was like looking for the Pearl and a bunch of onions. So there's your, there's your message, kids. If I, uh, was, if I was in the past and I was a supervisor to confirm the, approve that, script i wouldn't <laughs> you wouldn't approve the script no i, I just <laughs> didn't uh, like it yeah uh so when so when chakahachi leaves everything in new york turns back to normal uh because uh at w before leo and uh lotus like they came and gave the uh the pearl to chakahachi uh the tur like the other three turtles that they were uh on top of like a a pole and that pole like now became a telephone pole and we get a return of this joke. I think it's the third time we've heard this joke. Uh, but like Raphael's like, oh, now we're up here. You got anyone who wants to reach out and touch someone? And if you remember a few weeks ago when we did the uh, the funny We Shrink Michelangelo episode, uh, in that episode, uh, Mikey makes the oh I'm gonna reach out and touch someone joke, which is like you know the the tagline of AT and T. Huh. Yeah, I, I don't know if you. I, I know it was a. Oh, I know it was a few weeks ago. Um, and your memory's like a fish, but I don't remember. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> but I, I don't remember like uh, if you remember that conversation we had about that. Uh, I think I remember. Now that you're saying this, I feel uncomfortable. I have to say I remember. 
<laughs> this <laughs> is how she remembers guys. You have to just tell her that she forgets. <laughs> you're just like, lucky I remember that you're my husband. <laughs> I am so, uh, I'm so lucky that you remember that uh, I'm your husband. So, so then we cut back to the turtles and the sewer and like, you know, uh, they, they, they are uh, reiterating like, oh, everything's normal and everything where it should be. And like, you know, uh, and then like at the end, like Mikey's like, oh, let me go get the pizza. He opens the oven and there's a tire in the oven. And Raph's like, oh, I was looking for this tire, which like, I mean, I, where did this, like, I don't know where this tire even comes from. Like, and what this, ha what a tire in an oven has to do with the rest of the episode. It's like, the, like, like someone came in and said, hey, let's put a tire in the episode. And they're like, where do we put it? We just put it in there. They just have to have some kind of cheesy Yeah, they had that, they're like, how do we end George. this episode? Tire in the oven. Uh, like, and that's how this episode ends. And like, but we do get like, we do get like that that cartoon black circle, and like Mike and like uh and then like Mikey tries to reiterate like the lesson in this episode is like you know happiness is found inside and he's like inside an old tire, <laughs> <laughs> and like as he butchers the happy like you know like he like you know Mikey almost does that whole He Man lesson thing and then he butchers it. And like you know, then CBS is like, ah, this is this is why we had to commission those turtle tips, guys. We can't we can't have these episodes where you just make a joke about uh, not um, about not having actual lessons in your show. <laughs> and that is how this episode ends. Uh, so, honey, uh, what did you think about this episode? I told you what I think. I didn't approve the. And I know you didn't approve it. I, I know this is this was also. Uh, one of those, like, there's so many plot points in this episode that Anna couldn't, like, follow along. Um, I don't see that my memory is a fish memory. It means that I don't like that episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I have the complete opposite as Anna because, like, this is, like, this was one of my favorite episodes, especially growing up. I actually really like this episode. I really like Lotus Blossom as a kid. I, I, just, uh, I love Lotus, but not the rest of this. Just not there. You, you just liked her. You just didn't like everything else that was going around her. Yes. Yeah. Um, as a kid, I really thought Lotus was... I thought she was in at least, like, four episodes. I did not know she was only in two. It's one of those, like, instances, like, uh, like with Granitor, when I found out uh, re-watching this, pod, uh, this, these, this show for this podcast that Granitor is only in one episode. I was like, what? He's only in one? Like, uh, th he was in the video games. Um... So, out like, and he doesn't—he doesn't even get named in the episode too. Uh, See, the quantity is not important. The quality is important. Yeah, yes, yes. Quality, quality is important, and like you know, and I think that's why I remember Lotus so much because of the quality of her. Because I really thought she was a strong character. Uh, as a kid, I felt like she really deserved an action figure. I was, I, as a kid, I was disappointed that she didn't have an action figure. I thought, I thought she had one. I'm so glad that Neca is actually making an action figure. I. Honestly, I don't. I I don't need an action figure of Chakahachi. Chakahachi would be if like they sold Chakahachi separate from Lotus. I'd probably like, skip him altogether just because, um, you know, like yeah, he was a villain. He was pretty like powerful, but he he's definitely for he's definitely forgettable. I forgot about Chakahachi. I remember about uh, Lotus. Uh, but yeah, uh, I. Uh, you know, and thank you, Michael, for uh, contributing as always. That's a, I, I was like, you know, we always like to hear like you, uh, your insights on it. 
Um, but that's it for this episode. Join us next week. Next week, we'll be talking about the episode Rebel Without a Fin. And I'll, I'll tell you what, uh, this uh, next week's episode, I, I solely remember my mom laughing out loud in that episode. And when we get to the line that made her uh, laugh out loud, I'll, 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 I'll tell you about it, honey. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that, that's my big memory for, with next week's episode. Oh, cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, if you guys have any questions or memories, and uh, you know, if your parents laughed out loud in any of these episodes, I want to know. Uh, uh, be sure to uh, tweet us at Turtle Recall Pod or email us at turtlerecallpodcast at gmail.com. Is there anything else you want to add, honey? No, not really. Just add onions to your food. Just add onions to your food. And Anna's going to be adding bread breadcrumbs to my food. Alright, till next time guys. See ya. Bye.